0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. Nate sent me a very interesting case. A woman's been charged in her son's death 20 years after the crash that injured him, according to the police. This is from Pennsylvania, WJAC, uh, and the staff there wrote the story. A Pennsylvania woman is facing vehicular homicide and involuntary manslaughter charges arising from a crash that occurred over 20 years ago, according to the police. Complaint says that the woman, who's now 40, was involved in a vehicle crash in May of 2002. Uh, And there the vehicle she was driving crossed over a double yellow line and uh, ran head-on into a bus. And so that was the accident, very serious accident. And her 14-month-old son was in the passenger seat at the time of the crash, received severe injuries that required him to be flown to Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh for treatment. The accident resulted in the child spending several months in the hospital before he was released as a quadriplegic on a ventilator. And he remained on a ventilator and was a quadriplegic until his death in October of 2021. So it's a tragic story. But police say that blood drawn from the mother who was driving following the accident revealed opiates in her system at the time of the crash. According to the complaint... She admitted she was a regular IV drug user and had injected a dose of heroin approximately four and a half hours earlier before she fell asleep at the wheel and crossed the center line, which then caused the crash, which then injured her son, and he has now died. The woman subsequently served time for charges including reckless endangering and endangering the welfare of a child and was placed in the custody, the child was placed in the custody of his maternal grandparents. Uh, In October of last year, the child was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced deceased in the emergency room due to cardiopulmonary arrest resulting from quadriplegia and chronic trach dependence, the complaint says. Police say they reviewed the records regarding the death and spoke with the emergency room physician and then after that charged the mother for the death of the child, which was a direct result of the motor vehicle crash. On 5-14-2002. According to the criminal docket, bail has been set at $50,000. Preliminary hearing has been scheduled for August 10th. That's the story. That's the entire story. The woman is driving the car that her child is in. Allegations are that she had drugs in her system, crossed the center line and got herself into a very bad accident that severely injured her child and her child died 20 years later. They say... From the injuries sustained in the accident 20 years ago. Now, people are going to ask a whole host of questions about that. And some of these things are, of course, going to vary wildly from state to state. And, of course, this is also a highly unusual situation. I've heard of cases before where somebody got injured. And then they died. And charges were brought quite a time afterwards. I've heard of it before where it was more than a year. And the reason I mention that is that if you study the law, the common law, where a lot of our laws uh, come from, at common law, the rule was a year and a day, a year and a day. So if somebody got injured and they died one year later, you could charge the person who injured them for their death. A year and a day and a half later, they couldn't be charged. And the thinking was, and again, keep in mind that common law goes way back, long before our modern medicine could do what it does now. And the thinking was that if somebody lived for more than a year and a day after the incident, then that incident couldn't have caused their death. But of course, situations like this where you go, why did that kid die? Well, obviously, he's a quadriplegic and he's on all kinds of machines and stuff. And all of that was caused by the accident. And if he dies from his condition, well, the condition came from the accident. The question is, can you link up the accident 20 years ago legally with his death today? So that's going to be the issue. But if you look up the year and a day rule, which I did, by the way, you will find that there are states that still follow it. And there's also states that have abolished it and have gone with a statutory rule on it. And some of them have shortened it. Some of them have lengthened it. Some of them just leave it and just say, if the death is caused by this incident, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. And so that's going to be the real issue. And I remember a story here in Michigan where, and this is more than a decade ago, but there was uh, some people involved in a fight, a fist fight. And uh, one person punched another person who fell over and hit their head on, I believe, a parking block or a curb but cement. They, they fell and hit their head. And um, they were taken to a hospital. They were in a coma. And they were in a coma for more than a year. And then they died. And they charged the person who threw the punch with that person's death. And, of course, people started screaming and yelling about, well, how, how can that be? Because it was more than a year. Well... That year and a day rule, like I said, is common law, but most states have codified it and or done away with it in one way or another. So it depends on what state you're in and what the statute is, if there's a statute. But again, like I said, the common law was a year and a day. So in this case, uh, you can imagine that it's not a terribly sympathetic defendant. Because many people who hear that there was a mother who was driving a vehicle... And crossed the center line and ran into a bus and injured her own kid. Most people are going to go like, ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a rough story there. And then you say, oh, but it involves substance abuse. And they, oh, she was drinking? No, worse. And then they go, oh. And so there's not going to be a lot of people agitating to like, hey, you need to let her out. You know, she did nothing wrong here. Or it's been too long or whatever. Uh. This is one where I think that most people are going to look at that and go, well, she probably should be punished. But of course, the other question is, what happened to her back at the time? Because she was charged and served time, it says, for reckless endangering and endangering the welfare of a child. Now, another argument that can be made here, and I'm not going to get too heavily into this, is the concept of double jeopardy. And so if you are tried for a crime, especially if you're found guilty of it, you can't be tried again for that crime. And so there are times where prosecutors have got to make a choice. What do we charge this person with? What do we, you know, what do we go to trial on? And so a court could find that the reckless endangering and endangering the welfare of a child Court could find that that's so closely related to the cause of action now, charging her with murder, that they should have done something with this back in the time. And you might say, Steve, what could they do? He hadn't died yet. They could go with some kind of negligence, causing great bodily harm or something. And and many states have got a series of things that can be tacked on to an auto accident, an auto crash caused by substance abuse. So if you are drinking and driving and get in an accident, that's one thing. If you're drinking and driving and you get in an accident injure somebody, that's another thing. If you're drinking and driving, and get in an accident and kill somebody, that's another thing. So obviously the kid hadn't died yet, so you could go with the center one, middle one, uh, if there's such a thing like that in Pennsylvania that would fit these charges or fit fit these facts. Fit these facts. So we'll see what happens. But as you can imagine a case like this is probably going to be a whole bunch of pretrial wrangling. And that's another point that I think a lot of people need to understand is that We hear about cases that go to trial and a trial is held and a jury comes to a verdict or a court comes to a verdict uh, and then sentences get imposed for a criminal case. And a lot of times people go to trial and if they get convicted, it'll go up on appeal and it'll get turned around on technicality. Well, sometimes the technicalities are known before the trial starts. We know what the issue is here that her attorneys are going to point to. They're going to point to, number one, it's been 20 years so you can't say that the accident caused a death 20 years later. They're going to argue that. Whether they get that to fly to trial court or the court of appeals, don't know. Don't know. Second one they're going to say is she's already been tried for that accident. She's already been convicted and served time or whether she pled to it, I don't know. But she's already served time and criminal sanctions for that accident. So putting her on trial now would be double jeopardy. Those are going to be the arguments, how they're going to get ruled on, don't know. And the reason I don't know is that these laws vary wildly from state to state, as I like to say. So it's an interesting case. It's a tragic case. But, Nate, thanks for sending it. Woman charged in son's death 20 years after crash injured him, police say, from WJAC out of Pennsylvania. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. If it weren't for the inventor of the television, we'd still be eating frozen radio dinners.